time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro, North Carolina, but serving you nationwide. Go to roadmapfinancial.com, click the free consultation button to schedule a time to meet from wherever you are. On today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, bad money habits that could spoil your retirement party. And we've got five habits to discuss on today's show. Uh, Can you avoid these habits? If you're kind of making these mistakes right now in your financial life, can we fix them and get back on the right track? That's what we're going to explore. Glenn, looking forward to the discussion with you today. Are you all set, my friend? Let's do it, Walter. All right, let's dive in. So we're going to talk about some of the worst money habits we've seen over the years and the impact specifically that these can have on someone's life. Glenn will explore these different scenarios with us today. So Glenn, let's start uh, right here. And and this is not something that you know necessarily has to be happening today for it to be a good lesson for us all, but it's going to happen many times in our investing lives. And that is being addicted to a rising stock market. It's hard not to get excited when the market's shooting up and uh, coming accustomed to those quick and rapid rises in our accounts. Why is that a bad habit, though, uh, to kind of get wrapped up in that? Everything cycles, right? Things go up, things go down. The markets do that. And particularly when you're in when you're in your retirement years, you know, I mean, you know, you, you've got to really think in terms of. You know how are you going to have consistent, reliable income that you know that's that's going to be there, like when you you know when you were in your working years and you had a regular paycheck, right? And so if you're if if you're basing everything on you know things having to be rising, you know, and and just being really hooked into that, and it's like you're you're you know you all of your plans are are, are you know are based there, you know that that's kind of a formula for you know for lots of disappointment and possibly you know really putting yourself in a in a, in a bad place at some point down the line. You know, it could be early, it could be later, but, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, how are you going to draw consistent income from, you know, from your, you know, from your retirement nest egg, you know, you, it doesn't mean that you're, that you're going to, you know, just abandon the idea of, of, of growth and wanting to see, you know, markets rise, but at the same time, you know, you, you, you know, there's, the reality is, is that's not going to happen all the time. You know, sometimes there's downturns, sometimes those downturns are, you know, are, are extended and they, and they last a while. And so you, you've got to make sure that, that you've got a plan together and you're working with an advisor that can help you, you know, navigate through, you know, whether it's good times or bad times and that you're going to have a, a plan in place that's going to, you know, stand the test of time, regardless of what the markets are going to be doing or what they actually do. It's mm, a great point, Glenn. I think that's one that we've got to make sure we kind of keep top of mind here. Um, at any point in time, we can see that market shift and head in that positive direction and start getting addicted to it. I can, I can definitely resonate with that, seeing some some of the, the rapid rises that we've had over the last uh, you know couple of, couple of decades here. Uh, another bad habit, and this one may just be the biggest of them all, uh, perhaps the granddaddy of them all here, Glenn, and that would be procrastination, but specifically about financial decisions that really need to be made. You know that you're you're, you're hitting that time where okay, X Y Z decision, we we got to have action on this, and if you procrastinate to the last minute, sometimes you can be rushed into a bad choice. Kind of comes back to a few things we've talked about in, in previous episodes, right? 
right? You know, we talk about homework, right? We talk about making sure that you're prepared. And there's a there's a vast difference between taking your time and procrastinating, right? And you know, sometimes people can fool themselves and you know into thinking that they're that they're taking their time and being thoughtful. Sometimes they're actually procrastinating. But you know, but at the same time, you don't want to be. You know, it's like okay, well, I, I can't procrastinate. I got to you know, got to make this decision. It's just finding that right balance and kind of listening to that inner voice and you know, and getting in, in all likelihood, it's going to be you know, some choices that are made and decisions that are made between you know, you and your spouse and maybe your advisor as well, right? You know, you're hopefully working as a team and you're and you're and you're taking action, you know, at the appropriate times and making sure that you're prepared and you understand what your choices are. You know, so that you're, you know, that you, you're, you know what you're saying yes and no to, you know, and, and that doesn't mean that you're going to always make the perfect choice. But, you know, you, you at the same time, you, you can't just, you know, stay in, you know, in, in you know, in, in the gray area, you know, you got to make some choices. And I think one of the keys to that, Walter, is, is, you know, in making those choices a little easier to make is, is that if you're building plans that have some degree of flexibility in them and they're not so rigid, then it makes it you know, makes it a little easier to make decisions and realize that it's like okay well you know there there is some flexibility here if certain things happen in this direction then I can make this adjustment or or if they go in a different direction I can make that adjustment I think that's one of the biggest keys Walter is because a lot of people avoid the, making decisions because they think they're going to be totally locked in forever and there are certain things that are that way but there it doesn't necessarily have to be that way with every single last decision that you make on you know in your financial life there can be some flexibility but again moving forward is you know is, is important to do particularly at certain times another great point there glenn yeah absolutely procrastination I, and i'm a i'm a big procrastinator glenn um I, I think it actually works in my favor a little bit like i've learned to just kind of know that about myself I, i've worked against it maybe in some in some times of life but sometimes you just got to embrace and say yeah i'm a bit of a procrastinator but i know that and know that i, I do good work when i'm under pressure and those kinds of things but man some of these decisions you don't want to have to make under that kind of pressure. So even somebody who kind of maybe thrives off of procrastinating a little bit, let's maybe not do it when it comes to these kinds of things. Because sometimes we need time to make plans and strategies and things like that work out. And if we procrastinate, we're not leaving any wiggle room there for that to take effect. So keep that I would I would say, though, Walter, if you're using it to your advantage, you're probably taking that time that you're waiting or quote unquote procrastinating to you know, evaluate and prepare yourself. So you know, there, there, true. There's, there's there can be thinking things. about it in advance, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, and again, that's like I say. There, there's that. There's that gentle balance. As you know, it's like finding the you know the right the right place. And again, everybody's different. Everybody's decision making processes are a little bit little bit different. But um, you know, it's just, you know pr- you know when I think of procrastination, I think of it just as like is like almost like sticking your head in the sand and you're not thinking about it. You're just like just wanting to avoid the decision altogether. You know, and, and I think that's a, that's a little bit different, if you will. Very much so. All right, another great point here when we talk about bad money habits that could spoil your retirement party. Pretending like the nursing home is something that other people are going to have to deal with, but not you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of is like one of those procrastination things, isn't it, Walter? Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's important to realize that at some point in your life, you're going to need some care. Right. You know, there's at least that, you know, 50 50 chance. And, you know, for a married couple, you know, it's it's going to be greater than 50 percent. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's you know pretty good chance that that at least one of the two is going to live into their you know, their late 80s or maybe 90s or beyond. Right. 
And so, you know, that, that, that comes into play and you, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, have some sort of plans in place. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have, you know, traditional long-term care insurance or things like that, but you, but there are a variety of different financial products that, you know, that can, you know, that can have multiple purposes and multiple uses and, you know, in different sets of benefits that, you know, that can, you know, that can be there as, as we were talking about just a little bit ago in terms of having, having some flexibility within the planning that, you know, well, if certain things happen, then, then you, then you can go this way or if other things happen, you can go that way. And again, it's just, I think one of the keys there, Walter, is, is really understanding what your choices are and making sure that you're working with an advisor that, you know, that has access to a variety of different, um, you know, of companies and, and financial products, you know, and is, and is not, is not overly biased and, you know, in, in the direction of, you know, either, either, you know, you know, just the markets or, or on the other side, you know, that, that, that they're really just biased all, all, all the way totally into insurance, right? I mean, there's a, there's a balance, there's, there's pros and cons to everything. And, you know, and, and, and realizing that, that there, you know, that you, you know, you've really got to do some type of planning around, around, you know, nursing home and long-term care. But again, it doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, dedicate all your resources in that direction, but you want to have some plans in place and some ways of hedging, you know, hedging against that risk, because that's one of the top risks that you're going to have in your retirement years. And I, and as, as we've said in the past, Walter, I've never met anybody who wants to make either the nursing home or Uncle Sam one of their greatest beneficiaries. And, you know, and if you don't have some plans in place and you don't have some some ways of, you know, positioning some of your funds, you know, to hedge against that, you know, you're leaving yourself ver- very vulnerable to having a very large part of your nest egg end up going to the nursing home. Don't want that to happen, but uh, unfortunately, it ends up being a common occurrence for a lot of people just because of that lack of planning and uh, lack of clarity around how to plan for that. You know, this is this is that area of planning where things just get a little bit different than looking at investments and income. And there's just these other little layers that start coming into play with uh, planning for healthcare and nursing home uh, possibilities, and then we can even look beyond that to legacy planning questions and leaving money to the next generation, and all those different elements are important to start thinking about and all wrap into this uh, whole retirement planning process. Something else that's put into this list, Glenn, and this is by no means a comprehensive list, but a a good one nonetheless to get us started on bad money habits, and that would be uh, letting those emotions come into play a little too much, investing emotionally instead of strategically. What does that actually look like? That's, That's kind of a nice little like phrase to say, Glenn, but what does that actually look like when you meet with somebody? The more enthusiasm that's there, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad thing, but you've got to make sure that that it's that it's measured, right? And you know, and, and it's very you know, somebody gets taken away in their emotions, you know, and 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 they're really excited about you know you know doing this or doing that, or on the other side of the emotions, right? It's like you know maybe maybe they're maybe they're fearful and then they're and it's like well I you know I don't want to make a mistake. You know, and so that so then they you know so then they go they go maybe you know a little too conservative or or they just shut shut out all, all you know all the all the things that are possibilities except for things that they already know about and the and that the, and that they feel secure with. You'll you'll see that happen sometimes, and you know and and so that it can, it can take a lot of different you know roles. I mean, a lot of people think in terms of you know investing emotionally or positioning their money emotionally, they think of just you know the side that where they're, they're getting overtaken by you know by uh, just chasing. After returns, but it can go in the other direction too, Walter. And you know, again, it's just like it's not a bad thing to have a, an element of that because you know, let's face it, we're all human beings, and you know, human beings are you know emotional creatures. 
but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're you're balancing your emotions with you know with some logic and and some strategy that you're going to have you know a, a plan in place that's going to serve you regardless as to what's going on. And the reality is is that you know guess what you're going to miss out on some things, and you know and and sometimes occasionally some things are not going to exactly go your way, right? But if you have a if you have a strategy in place and plans in place that they you know that can that, you know that can last through time and you know and, and take on some you know some bumps that life is going to have for you you take your time you get strategic you let your emotions have their have their place but then you come back to a to a you know a, a good decision you know making spot and you know and and you know plan together with you know with your significant other your spouse and with your advisor, you know, and, you know, and, and just you know, make sure that, you know, that, that, that nothing is, you know, you don't want to get, you know, overly logical, you know, and, and or you overly emotional. You want to make sure that, that you're, that you're, you have a balance there. And that's, that, and that's, and that's not, it's easier said than done. But I think if people take their time they, and they're really honest with themselves, they can really kind of figure out whether or not they're getting taken, you know, in, you know, in too much in one direction or the other, if, if you will, Walter. Does that make sense? All makes sense, Glenn. Yeah, absolutely. So that investing emotionally can lead us down some bad paths. So let's be careful uh, when it comes to doing that and having that habit. Don't want to respo- spoil that retirement party, of course. And that's another one to add to the list. Uh, last one that we'll cover on today's show, Glenn, would be inadequately diversifying your portfolio. But I know diversification can kind of be a broad term and mean different things to different people. So what does this look like in your eyes with the clients that you typically work with? Well, Walter, you know, I think we've talked about and we've talked about what I call, you know, retirement diversification. They've heard that all along when, they, you know, in the, like when they have their retirement accounts and their, their 401ks and their IRAs. And they're looking at, you know, what sectors of the market, you know, and, you know, are, you know, they, are they going to, you know, be, you know, in, in, you know, in growth or, you know, small caps, mid caps, you know, large, all the different things that are there. Are they going to have some bond element, you know, there and all those different diversifications. And those things are important to know, particularly, particularly that, that, that plays the, you know, a major role when you're in the accumulation years, right? And you're, and you're, and you're saving for retirement. But there's but there's a whole nother element of you know when you when you starting to transition from those accumulation years to those preservation and distribution years well now you you know you have to have diversification that allows you to figure out well okay now I'm not adding money into those into those accounts I'm actually you know taking money out of those accounts as as income and so what kind of strategies are there what types of diversification is there you know you know you've got money that you need to access for the next you know maybe 5 to 10 years you know how much volatility should that money be exposed to you know or you know you've got money that's you know, that or you've got you know the the reality is is you're planning for you know living a long retirement 15 20 25 maybe 30 years or beyond well, then the, you've got other money that you could segment off to. It's like, okay, that's the longer term money. And that can be positioned a bit differently because I'm not going to be accessing that for income, you know, anytime soon. So I can let market cycles kind of, you know, you know, do their thing while that money is, is working for me, you know, in the longer term. But now, you know, we're, we're thinking in terms of time segmentation and time diversification, as well as Walter, you know, I think we've talked a lot about, you know, about different diversification in terms of being, you know, tax aware, right? And, and, and the different types of accounts that are going to be treated differently in the tax code. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, taxes could become one of the biggest expenses, you know, in, in their life. And, and sometimes it already is, but, but, but sometimes they think, well, when I retire, that won't be the case. 
And unfortunately, sometimes you know folks are surprised with that, and you want to make sure that as you're as you're you know saving for retirement, and particularly once you get there, you know you you, you do that evaluation, you know. Are you are you positioned properly to be able to you know try to minimize you know that that you know how much taxes are going to impact you and also Walter the kind of the thought is is you know where are tax rates going to be in the future right and if you ask yourself that question I think most people that I at least most people that I've talked to you know have you know have you know, some you know some trepidation and and they're 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 concerned that that you know maybe tax rates are going to be you know higher or maybe even significantly higher in the future and if you have you know the vast majority of your of your retirement nest egg in 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 accounts that have yet to be taxed then as you start to draw that money out if tax rates are higher well then that means less of your account value is actually yours and it's kind of hard to retire walter if you don't know how much money is is really in your account that you're going to get to keep versus what's going to go to taxation so it's really important to understand how that works and you make making sure that you're working with you know you know with, with a professional or professionals you know that can that can help you navigate through that you know and as we've talked about you know as well walter is is you know how all that interacts with your social security social security benefits are not automatically taxable Right, but they become subject to taxation based on how much other income you have and how taxable that other income is and where where it ends up on the tax return. So again, that's a different type of diversification than what most people think about. But it's important to know because you know it really it, it kind of comes down to you know how much of the money that that you have in your different accounts are you going to actually get to keep and utilize, and how much is going to go you know off to Washington or, or you know or to Raleigh or to whatever state capital that you might be paying state taxes to. You know you really want to be aware of you know what's what's you know what's going on there, and are you positioned properly to try to you know give yourself the opportunity opportunity to you know not pay too much in taxes because again we come back to that idea Walter that I've never met anybody that that wanted to make you know Uncle Sam you know be you know like a partner in their account nor do they want to end up you know having them be one of their their, their largest heirs and so you know you want to be you know tax aware you know and, and make sure that you're working with folks that are going to you know help you navigate through those waters. Uh, I think these are all just great points to cover and, again, just scratches the surface of bad money habits. We want to avoid these. And if you meet with an advisor who's going to help you walk through the process of learning about your financial life, where you stand right now, exploring where you need to go into the future, and then that important part of how you get there, that's what helps you avoid these bad habits, uh, undoes some of those habits if they've already taken root. And that's what Glenn's doing in the office each and every day when he's not here hosting the podcast with us. So uh, if you want to meet with Glenn and talk a little bit about your situation in some specifics, you can certainly do that. And it's very easy to do so. You can actually meet remotely from wherever you are by going to roadmapfinancial.com and clicking on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Again, just click free consultation at roadmapfinancial.com. You can also call 336-291-3535. 336-291-3535. Glenn, uh, great work today. Appreciate you walking us through these big questions. And hey, we'll do another podcast next week. All right, Walter. Look forward to it. Sounds good. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you next time on the Retirement Roadmap. Thanks for listening. 